Michelle, thanks so much for being here. I wanted to ask you if you could share about how you found yoga to begin with. I am, I'm naturally curious. Uh, it was uh, way before yoga was so mainstream as it is now. Um, it was for hippies and healthy people. And uh, <laughs> I was a dancer in New York. Um, and I, uh, a avid philosophy student as well. So I had been reading books um, by George Feuerstein, particularly. And what uh, appealed to me about the yoga practice was the background, the philosophy of it. And um, so I was coming in as a dancer who moved, I, I was professional, and um, and I, I wasn't there for the physical aspect. I, I was just going to, just wanted to see what happens in a yoga class. And it was on the Upper West Side at, of uh, New York, the Uptown Integral Yoga Studio. And physically, into the class, and I mean, you know, all walks of life in there, all ages, everybody, you know, it's like New York, everybody's in the room. And my first downward dog, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, you think you can really handle yourself physically. And, and I was surprised that I was challenged, but more than that, there was something that happened from the own in to every quality in that room, you know, the shag carpet, the kind of smell of the years of everybody in there. And um, and uh, it was Ramananda who who taught who um, um, taught the class, not Swami Ramananda, um, Ramananda, one of my first teachers. And then I went home, didn't really think much about it till the next day. And something really clicked. And I knew I had to go back. And I hadn't stopped practicing since. Uh, it was a period that um, it was middle to late when you're dancing professionally, age-wise. And I was getting injured a lot for no apparent reason, which, you know, I, 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 I didn't know why I was getting injured, particularly right before and a very important um audition and I just thought I it's 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 me inside something's going on and um and in the yoga class it invites you to look at that and that's what I did and um I was convinced that it's all everything's connected it's all connected and I, I like to say to my students years later when I started teaching because I, I practiced for a number of years before I, I took the integral yoga TTs and um, I always tell my uh, my students, tell my students this story, too, and say, you know, well, I never really got injured after that first yoga class. <laughs> so, you know, it, um, that's a very broad statement, but, you know, nothing like what was happening before I was practicing. So I was hooked and um, and I love the integral yoga system. It works. You know, we're all, the whole canvas is connected. All of our koshas and um, yeah, that's it in a, you know, that's a little grain of it. For someone who 
uh, doesn't know what the koshas are, how would you briefly describe koshas? Um, I'm not the body, not the mind, immortal self I am. <laughs> that little mantra. Um, our physical body is as nurtured by everything that we take in. Um, Food-wise, our mental body um, and intellectual body by our environment and how we digest those feelings and 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 um, impulses in our environment or or antagonists in our environment environment and that comes our impulses how we digest those and um and then at the core is who we naturally all are all of us you know that get to come to life as a human being as um pure bliss evenness contentedness and um and the koshas can work from outside in and it can be from inside the deep inside out it's not a one-way street you can work you can work at it both ways and you're saying that they're they're all connected so even you know being in touch with this very core of who what i am this eternal bliss can have an effect on the health of my physical body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. And How that's make, what I, yeah. I, I feel like I got from, from that, from that very first class. <laughs> and that, and that that's why maybe you were getting injured. Could it be? Yes. Beforehand, because there wasn't this deeper connection with yourself happening. Yeah. I felt like I was sabotaging myself. Mm hmm. How does that work? <laughs> because you didn't really want to be doing that or, or what, what, what was going on? You mean like on the kind of the subconscious level? On a subconscious level, you know, uh, I just kind of figured it out. Uh, I, I kind of figured it, figured out who I was, um, you know, w without going through hundreds of thousands of dollars of, psychotherapy and hours of that. And I'm, I'm not being sarcastic or discounting that. I feel it's very important. I'm a yoga therapist now, actually. But in the end, you know, you can be guided. Of course, we all need to be guided. But in the end, it's us. We have to figure it out. You know? And you figured something out in that first yoga class or continued to figure something out. Well, there's out. something clicked. And the click was important enough for me to continue to go back. And I never stopped practicing after that. And that was 93, maybe, something like that. Oh, ooh, which would be 30 years ago. Mm. Yeah. Can you like remember the click? Can you feel that click? Like what? It, I'm very interested in that, right? Like when all of a sudden clarity emerges in life and it's just so clear oh yes yeah it was the next day you know yeah. when your little, little voices inner voices talking to you where you just feel like you said clarity things just felt more clear it also felt you know you know there's also what's nice uh, uh what's wonderful about yoga and live and us coming back is community. 
And sure, there, there's community in the dance world too, you know, and working on production and things like that. But a community of people all in a room with not a defined project to work on, their project is themselves. And you're all working on it in this room together. I never experienced that before. And so, you know, I'm just thinking aloud right now, you know, maybe that was part of it too. Um, and I wanted to go back to that, you know, and this is, I, um, fast forwarding to here. This is what I love about teaching as my students come into the room and opening the class and looking at them and, and I know where they are, you know, because I was there. And the reasons, the reason why those are the ones coming into the room, you know, to practice in a group. And, you know, it's, it's creating, a, you know, compliments to the teacher, too. I mean, he created a safe place, a safe space, an open space. And, um, and you know, you, you don't come back if you don't feel that. And, and this is what I, you know, I, I, I hold on to, that this is always going to be a safe space for anybody, everybody, anything that they're going through. Isn't it interesting that like within a space, a yoga class, people can have such different experiences. Like someone can be taking the class and then looking around and comparing themselves to others. I, I think this often happens probably with beginners more, right? And mm -hmm. oh, everyone else knows what's going on. They're doing it right. I'm not doing it right. Um, and that kind of, that creates a separation, but then also it can be what you're talking about, where you can feel connected and together and a sense of community in the class. So it's kind of fascinating. It's like, here's this thing, a class, and it can potentially mean very different things to the individuals experiencing it within. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're <laughs> saying your job kind of as a teacher, the way that you see it is to create a sense of safety, maybe also non-competition, would you say, so that people feel more relaxed and have the ability to to have a more full experience? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And my classes are very small. I can take care of, you know, all the levels in the room. And that's, you know, that, that's it's really easy for me to do that. And I, I don't feel in here and particularly in this community that there's any sense of competition or anybody has to be somewhere. I just think they want to be here to be and not do, mm. which is circling back to my first yoga class. I just wanted to be and not do. Yeah. Yeah. Speak more about that. I, Cause I'm wondering if that, like, can that ex expand beyond just the mat, right? Like, is that, is that what we want all the time in our lives is just to be being and not doing? We do. And uh, that I think you know this about me. I, I took a year off to do that. <laughs> I decided to give myself that. Uh, that was 2022, last year. And uh, that was my motivation to go on my little island. You know, no plan. No do, just be. What's it like to commune with nature? My land, my 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 time markers, um, um, time posts of the day were sunrise and sunset. 
anything in the middle or before or after that, you know. But for seven months and seven days, I watched sunrise and sunset every day. Without an agenda? No agenda. Really? So what did you discover? How much I missed reading. <laughs> you weren't you weren't allowing yourself to read in the day? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. You know, oh, you're saying, okay, yeah, you had more time for reading. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, um, you know, I'm sure most adults and parents like yourself, you know, you're like, gosh, I would just love time for me. Open a book. <laughs> And I read, I, I counted up the books I read in 2022. I read 45 and I read 33 on my island. And, um, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a, a competition with myself or a challenge. It was just, I just wanted to really, really um, see what I would pick up, what was interesting to me. And, um, you know, Avi, this, that, seven months on that island, I think it's going to feed me the rest of my life. It's just, I feel like I got strong. Yeah. It was really good. It was really good. Can you say more about that? You know, how did you get strong? <laughs> well, you, you don't know your resilience until, you know, you're faced with the tough stuff and the tough stuff's been happening since. And I feel like, you know, I have the tools universe is not going to uh, throw anything at me that I can't handle. And um, where at things where I thought, you know, that this could cause some nervous tension, I'm feeling more grace. Yeah. yeah. And now you've re-engaged, I should say, okay, you live in Paris right? And you, um, and you own a yoga studio in Paris, right? Um, so you, you took time off mm -hmm. and now you came back to, you're back in Paris, re re-engaged with this type of life. And is it, is it very different now your experience than the way it was before you took that time off? Well, as you know, so much life happened just before I took my time off. I mean, the, the the timing was probably awkward, but that was my window of opportunity to leave. We had two years of COVID. So um, um, as ha having a yoga studio in that time, that was really hard. And my life moved to online. And then when people were starting to come back to yoga, it was you know, really, really reluctant sangha coming back. And um, teaching for two years online exhausted me. It did. Didn't like it. And uh, in 2022, I, I, I just looked at the little template of my life, uh, my age, my mom's age. Uh, I lost my dad during COVID. Um, my dog's age. And I was like, this is my window of opportunity to take a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And I, I also teach at the at a university, the University of South Florida. And my colleagues, you know, they, you know, university teachers, professors, they all have sabbaticals. How come I haven't had one? You know, I have to give it to myself because I'm a I'm a, a teaching instructor. I'm not a professor. Uh 
so, and I'm older than all of them. And, and I thought, what am I doing? <laughs> I've been teaching since I've been working since I was 16 years old, never had a break. You know, I'm, I'm taking it off now, not because I want to retire. I'm, I'm going to work forever, but I need to know how to take breaks. And um, so, you know, it's, it's, you, you cross your fingers and toes and, and hope dog family, everybody's going to be okay while you take off. And everybody was, and my senior students, you know, I, I, I have yoga therapy students and, you know, I took a deep breath and said, you do your practices at home every day, stay healthy. I will be back. I didn't lose anybody. <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, 2022 was a perfect year for me to leave. You know, now um, my mom needs needs more care and I'm full on for that. And I just came back from a funeral in Italy. I lost my mother-in-law and, and my family needs me right now and I can do it. And do you think you can do it at a higher level because of the time that you gave yourself? I do. Yeah. I do. So is it, in a way, is it that, is it possible that a sense of, of being can kind of infiltrate the doing that I wonder about, right? Like the action and inaction and inaction and action type, type of thing. So it's like you see yourself doing, but it, it's more, it's more yogic, right? It's, it's in, in a relaxed, accepting way, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, and if you want to go back to ama kosha and the physical kosha, if you you know look at our bodies as a high performance machine, you know that like let's say you know because you're in a car culture, you know if you you had an exquisite racing car, you would only put the best in that car to make it run well, and then when it is running well, you know you it's a combination of oh I took care of it. And this is what the machine is supposed to do. You know, if you want to translate that metaphor to, to us, because, you know, some of us take better care of our cars and stuff than we do ourselves. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think it is? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I, I kind of feel that it's a cultural problem more than anything. It's that um, often in society, it's it, what I've observed is that it it's very socially acceptable to be hard on yourself. Okay. I'll give an example. We, we both left tennis, so I'll give a tennis example. Um, I play with this, this group sometimes and everyone is just so hard on themselves, right? Like almost no one really like celebrates much when they hit a really great shot, you know? Uh, but when they, when they mess up, it's, uh, you know, and it just in the language, it's very, very common and acceptable to be hard, self-critical on yourself. And I think that that extends to you know what we feed ourselves, what we put 
in the body. Um, and there's, there's also, so there's that. And then there's also, you know, an emphasis on the short term, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. I want, I want to taste the junk food now. I you know just those short term gratifications when, if I slow down, step back, look at everything, I see the implications of that. And then I can possibly create more of a long-term strategy uh, for, for my vehicle, for my car, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what giving ourselves breaks um, does. What will do, will do for us is, is the slowing down. You know, not everybody is into yoga, but there are ways to to live consciously. But at the end of the day, um, this culture knows how to take a break, mm-hmm. to pause. Um, for example, the school system, uh, all the way till till eighteen years of age, the the kids, they're they go to school six weeks and then two weeks off. And summer, there's two months off. So every six uh, weeks, they have two weeks every, off. Every six weeks, they have two weeks off. Wow. Now, for uh, some parents, you know, it, it's ideal for their families. A lot of families have, you know, like um, a family home out in the country, and and maybe mom or dad, you know, can take turns and with the kids, and you know, because. If you're working, you know, a two-parent working family, how do you do that? Um, when you've got a small business like this, you know, how do how do I structure that? You know, because just before my mother-in-law died, there was a two-week off period. So it was two weeks off. Uh, I, you know, I, I know that there's not going to be any income coming in. And then I took a break. Uh, so, you know, and all small business enterprises, you know, where that's the drawback of that. But as far as a global mental health, I see it's good. I see it's good. Yeah. What's more important than that? What's more important than that? <laughs> and long lunches, you know, they, they start their work day a little later as opposed to us standards. Um, and they work much later, like, um, usually at evening class starts at seven, three, where I would like to start at six. So I could go home, <laughs> but they work until seven, but they take a two hour lunch. That's really good. Two hours lunch. And, uh, you know, and you can have a glass of wine <laughs> and they still get things done. Uh, so okay, it's not perfect, but um, but you have a permission to slow down here. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite aspects of yoga. I would say it's the opportunity to slow down, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I do feel that this is extremely important. Like when we talk about all the different problems in the world you know, that there are. And I wonder if speed is at the center of it, that 
that normally the the issues are happening because I'm moving so fast and I don't give myself the time to relax and investigate what do I really want to be doing with my time? Even just like asking a question, what do I want to be doing with my time? It's like mm-hmm. everything's in a in a mad rush. You know, I I mean, I was totally caught in that before I found yoga, I would say. Um, I didn't have permission to be any other way. It's just go, 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 go. There's no time to ask those deeper questions. Mm-hmm. Or to give yourself permission just to sit on the couch and just stare and daydream. Or put up or put off something till tomorrow. I would never put off something till tomorrow. In New York, I was five job Jacoby. I was working every day of the week and you get it done today. And and it, it took oh even quite a few years of living here before I decided that I could I could move this until tomorrow mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. <laughs> and I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do now. <laughs> that's great i wonder if the if the emphasis is is on the future as opposed to the present in a way it's like it's in the look looking forward that um i'm being really hard on myself now i'm doing all these things maybe i don't want to be doing in order to get to a place this is what i have to do in order to get to the top of that mountain whatever it is as opposed to like, yes, you know, I want to work towards something. I enjoy the process of working towards something, but I also know that that's an unknown and that the present moment is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I want to, I want to experience life now. I don't want to wait. Right. Right. And then, you know, young people could, could look at me and say, well, you know, you're older. You, um, you did, you, you did the fast life when you were younger, because, you know, that's a competitive time and and you need to do that. And I honor that. I get that. You know, I'm not going to say to somebody that's, you know, um, that needs to get their game on, you know, ah, take a, take a little break. It's. Hmm. I think it's knowing how to knowing how to step back and allowing yourself to just step back and look at the picture mm. a little more deeply. I mean, that's what I would say to my younger self as well, instead of go, 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 is just breathe, more breathing step back look at look at the whole picture a little more deeply yeah yeah with more clarity yeah i wonder you know if i do that you know the answer can be very different depending you know on where i'm at like it's very individualized mm-hmm. you know someone who's maybe been very um you know, lazy, uh, is capable a lot more. They just need to start doing something, you know, someone else who's been go, 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 go. They need to take that break and you know, hold on one second, save it for tomorrow. So it really, it depends on the person and where you're at. And what you're saying is to just wherever you're at, take that moment to stop and think, 
what do what what do I need? One of my favorite things is to see myself in the third person. I don't know if you ever do this. Of like, you know, what does Michelle need? You ever do that? I do. Yeah, you find it to be, to be uh, effective. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Okay, give me an example of of what what does Ari need? <laughs> Avi. Um, Avi, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, one of my best asking, just, is, is, is Ari that just, that just uh, looked, people just get that sorry. one confused a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just asking the question is so powerful. It's just like a very, it's a shift. It's from mm-hmm. being in it to being out of it. And it's a little even uncomfortable. I think it becomes more comfortable, but at the start it's uncomfortable to, to see myself like, what is what does Avi need? Right, I'm not used to looking at myself like that, in that way. Um, but the answer that comes like straight away in this moment is balance. What he needs is balance. You know, needs mm-hmm. to be out in nature and uh, exercising the body and doing his yoga practices. Um, and he needs time with friends to be socializing and. He needs good food and the right amount of food and he needs meditation, you know, mm-hmm. and purpose. <laughs> he needs some, some kind of project, personal project that he's really passionate about to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? Exactly. All, all the above. And when you, especially, you know, well, all of it. And when you're working on your personal project and you get in the zone and you just go, Oh, how did I step away from this for a while, you know? And that speaks to to what you said uh, about ones that can't motivate themselves and you can get kind of into a lazy funk. And, and when you step back and, and, and see with more clarity what you're doing or how you got into that funk and then get back into what your zone was, it's like life-saving. <laughs> You know, I, I just think that's so, that's so, that capacity for everyone is so important. Mm. To be know, honest, to- I think honesty is, is the, the most important aspect of that. So, mm-hmm. like, can I be honest with myself? Like, okay, I'm off. I'm not feeling good right now. How do I get back into the zone? Right? Like I can, I can be honest with myself or I can be pretending that, you know, nothing's wrong or that oh, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. You know, trying to convince myself, um, to, is it honesty that is most important in mm-hmm. directing ourselves? You know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What's your personal project now? Mm. <laughs> First thing that uh that comes to mind is uh is being a dad. That is a a personal project I think in a lot of ways. It was my book for a long time and that was the one when mm-hmm. where I really saw the benefit of having a personal project. Mm-hmm. I never really had something I cared about so so much but to be, to be constructing, crafting, building something 
working on it day in day out and it's it's mine it's no one else's um i love it and uh and i have this new project too uh that i'm pretty lit up about it's it's very fresh it's new it's i'm even a little hesitant to talk about it uh but since you ask i'll, I'll mention it i'm creating a an archives for my family where i'm interviewing individual uh members and everyone can have access to it. I was actually inspired by the loss of my grandma the past year. And I just wanted so much just in the way that I I put on a podcast that I could put on a conversation that she was having with someone where she's being asked about, you know, the story of her life and her life perspective and, and, and all of that. Um, so I just got motivated and so now I've been interviewing all my family members and creating this archives for us. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's the greatest gift you can give to your family and the future generations and your kids' kids and their kids. They're just going to so appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm going to start to do it for other families. This is, this is like, oh, a project. yeah. That's oh, a, so it's a thing. That, 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 yeah, it's a thing. I, I wanted to start with my family, but with knowing that this is going to expand. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Avi, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And your your book was uh, I looked at my list. Your book was the second book I read in 2022. Ah. It was a number two position. <laughs> I like I like the number two. Yeah. Number two in 2022. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I admire that getting that out because I'm I'm still in the oh I just love to write stage and. I still don't know what form this is yet and what's the rush and I'm putting it off till tomorrow. It's not always good. Um, but I, I really enjoy writing and I, I just still don't know um, if it's going to be like little essays or if it's a short story form. What it, what I love to do when I read is just I admire all the possibilities out there. Then I get kind of lost in the possibilities. And anyway, I'm thinking out loud. I should uh, <laughs> I should be working on my project. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so often, right? It's like that thing that I don't really want to do. If once I start doing it, right? I mean, it's even often with yoga or going to the gym or meditation. You know, it's there's change is hard. I think like. Mm -hmm. when, out of whatever I'm doing now, it's comfortable. And but once I'm there, once you start, it's like, oh, how could there have been any doubt? You know? Yeah. And and I, I all I need is the tiniest prompt. And that's what I'm hoping that this this podcast, and I've watched a few of, of your podcasts um, with the others. And that's what I feel so useful about podcasts that I'm just hoping some listener um hears a little something, just a little prompt that was boom, gets them to do something. Because uh, um, just before I left for Italy, I got one of those prompts. I was sitting at my computer and um, and it came in from LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, and all I wanted to do was sit there and write. And this whole piece was like in my head, you know, from start to finish. And, um, you know, it'll be there again, but prompts are great. Prompts are great. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we can, it's like the universe talking to us. It can be through other people or whatever. Just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
I want to ask you about, you know, your experience living in different countries um, and what prompted you to, you know, move out of the U S to, to begin with and what you've learned about, you know, similarities of people and different cultures and differences. It, it really wasn't that a courageous step for me because um, my mom is German. I was born in Germany and we immigrated together to the U.S. when I was two. My dad was uh, um, in the Navy. So even in the young, our young family life, we would go back and forth a lot to Europe. Um, I actually spoke German before I spoke English, but I was raised mostly in the U.S., and then we were for a while in Germany and a while in the south of France. Uh, so I hit, um, there's an interesting age. And I, I interview other 20-somethings about this age too. Something happens at age 26. And we really want to figure out what that is. But everybody I've interviewed, they just do this big life shift at around age 26. And it hit me then that I really want to know more about my birth culture. And I talked to my mom about it and she said she would, she would help support me. Um, and uh, she came over to Germany with me. I got a home and then I was on my own. And I, uh, it took a little while. I did a lot of teaching as a dancer. And um, what prompted me to leave New York was um, I, I, that was a, a probably about the first bit where yoga would have been really helpful for me. I, the only thing I would ever change about my life is that I wish I would have gone into my first yoga class sooner. Definitely. Um, but I was having a tough time after dancing with a couple companies to continue to find work as a dancer. I didn't know if I should be doing this anymore. And I went to Germany and then I got a contract with a really good theater there. And when you dance and at, at back then in, um, in Europe, you are, well, it's still to this day, um, dancers are a very highly regarded, respected profession. <laughs> you know, it's your, your culture is important here. And I had a really good contract. I had paid vacation. It was just like the best job I ever, ever had. Whereas in New York, you know, in that period too, you know, you tell someone you're a dancer, first response is they wonder what kind, wink, wink, nod, nod. And things like that, you know, it's just it's just this divorce of, of an awareness, uh, culture, culture awareness cultural awareness. Um, then two years in Germany was enough for me. And I really wanted to be back in New York for a multitude of reasons. And, um, but I found my German resume and really helped me back in New York. And that's when I moved into musical theater and I choreographed shows and, and I worked on off Broadway quite a bit, never got to Broadway though, but that's fine. I was a working choreographer and that was important for me and that lasted um then then about the period where i discovered yoga i got very strong too and i danced in one more company before i did a little swan song and um 
during the swan song period, I felt like I wanted to go back to Europe. So this time I was going to try France. And I'm still here. <laughs> nice. So what do you think about just culture in general, similarities and differences? Oh, I, we need the world needs artists. Period. Full stop. You know, that's that saves us. That's our humanity. You know, in in paint, music, theater, dance. You know, ugh, that's where my heart is. And um, you know, we need art. If I could just get that over to the difficult pockets of the world right now and and just op open hearts that way, you know, that's that's what I like to send out, you know. Do you think that everyone has an artist inside of them? A creative spirit, yes, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And that it's wise to dive into what that is? Mm -hmm. Feeds yeah. your soul. And then, so certain cultures maybe promote that, certain cultures, certain families, right? Probably right. Pr promote that more than others, mm -hmm. right? Some look at that as a, a waste of time, not practical. Others look at it like it's the most important thing there is. Well, um, um, you can find an art, like, you know, for example, in medicine and surgeries, you know, and, and families would want their children to take a more, you know, a... Uh, a very upper white collar approach to to um, making sure their their future is secure. Um, there's a way to bring art into anything, and I, I feel like most creative, successful lawyers um, use art. Um, when I oh, this is another interesting memory. Before my teacher training in in New York, um, I wanted to go back to school. And I was juggling between uh, back to school for medicine, to go to med medical school, or go back and get a master's in arts. But anyway, I really wanted to go back to school. And I had a number of doctor and uh, friends in the medical profession. And they said, Michelle, we all want to do what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to medical school. <laughs> yeah, this I, I I'll I'll never forget that. And um, I applied for a master's program in Iowa, and then while I was waiting to hear the response, it was the third time that IYI asked me to do the teacher training because every year they would ask me, and I would say no. Yoga is what I do for me. I don't want to teach it. <laughs> I teach enough things, you know, that it's my, this is my thing. And they said, you, it becomes more your thing when you know more about it. You, you don't have to teach. It's an immersion. And they were absolutely right. So I went in, I got immersed. I loved it. And basically a couple of weeks after I graduated, I was teaching. It's, I mean, that's how fast it goes, you know unbeknownst to however, you know, that was going to work for me. Um, so I, I, instead of doing the master's, 
I came here to Paris. I was teaching workshops here in, in dance, not in yoga yet. And um, and I looked at apartments. And that's when I fell in love. So, yeah. I wound up not going back to school until 2012 um, for yoga therapy. It's not a master's, but I did go back to school. So, yeah. Yeah, I had a similar experience when I took my first uh, yoga teacher training. And there's a part of me that wishes it was we could communicate. And I think we're we're working on this actually, but communicate um, more clearly that it is immersion. It, it it's you don't need to become a teacher necessarily afterwards. You may want to become a teacher, and you'll be able to if you want to, or you might just choose to continue on with your own practice. Um, yeah, I love that you said that because that's how I felt too. And I think a lot more people would take yoga teacher trainings if they just looked at it like that too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to make, and I wonder about this too, if we get ahead of ourselves trying to make decisions that are really for our future self instead mm-hmm. of our present self. Exactly. <laughs> and not everybody is cut out to be a teacher, but we're all cut out to be immersed in something you know, fully presently, you know, to receive, to get knowledge. And, and then I just feel like, you know, uh, um, natural teachers are natural cheap teachers, you know, I, I shouldn't put that pressure on people. Yeah. If we just called it yoga immersion. Yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I've thought a lot about this, so we'll keep, we'll keep working on it. <laughs> yeah. When did you do your TT? Uh, my first TT was in, um, 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life right changer. There, right there in Yogaville. Yeah. No, my first, my first yoga home was actually Kripalu. Oh, oh I, I hadn't even heard of Yogaville until a few years after that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 yeah I was at Kripalu before Yogaville as well. But but IYI Uptown was my definite entry into yoga. And then I was just super curious about everything. And I, uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so integral yoga was your, your entry point. That's my, and that's why I call it my yoga home, because that's my entry point. If I didn't have that, I, I, I wouldn't be here for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, you, I've studied a lot. Of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you specifically appreciate about integral yoga? Um, wow, there's just so much. Um, it, it meets you where you are. Um, well, f- for me, um, I think at my heart, I'm a bhakti girl. And there's such a bhakti element to it. And not everybody is a, you know, that they'll go in more through dhyanana. How would you um, explain for someone who maybe doesn't know what bhakti is what's bhakti um a devotional aspect of it um i really i really uh feel um a reverence to something a higher power um you know i i i like you know like uh, as nalini says she always she calls it love 
And that's my favorite word too, because other words can, can just get, become so polarized and, and, and integral yoga is anything but polarized. It embraces everything. And at the core of it is, is love. And that's not a word I shy away from. And I just feel um, that that love connects to something that always takes care of me, to put it very simply. Hmm. Hmm. You mentioned that before, kind of like being taken care of, that life is not going to give you anything that you can't handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Being taken care of. I I wonder is is this like a, a discovery like that you that you've had? Like maybe it was always there, but was there a part of you that might maybe doubted that or had some fear? And then at some point you had an experience where you understood, felt that I'm being taken care of by a higher force. Yeah, I think that came from reading, reading and practicing. Yeah, one of my favorite texts is, is Bhagavad Gita, um, Upanishads. You know, you can't you can't just go in there and read it once and go. Hmm. You have to sit with it, and uh, yeah, I would say I would say reading and practicing. Yeah. And, and, oh, oh, and the biggie, biggie, being with, being in nature, being in nature, you know, I'm an, also an outside person, you know, California, (laughs) I I miss it a lot. Uh, Nature tells you everything. Just go outside and pay attention. It's all there. Animals, animals teach you. Yeah. What do you learn from animals? Oh my God. Present moment. Mm. Absolute, absolute, absolute present moment. Their eyes that, you know, it will, depending on the animal, you know, of course my favorite is a dog will always be. And just the love in the eyes of a dog, you know, and the and the and just this awe of us that we just completely do not deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said the other day, I was like, is there anything greater than the relationship between man and dog? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that and that that joy of that present moment joy, and how they know us better than we know ourselves. You know, they pay attention to all of the nuances, the patterns. The you know, for example, um, my dog, even if I wanted to or needed to skip a meditation after I got up, she won't let me. You know, she wakes me up, runs over to the meditation cushion sits sits there and it's like this is what we do first then it's the kitchen and then while i'm making the coffee she has this routine of bringing the toys because 
because when I do, she thinks Kriyas are hysterically funny. So when I do my Kriyas, it gets her all lit up and she brings the toys. So before I get the coffee done, I have to do my morning Kriya. So I've got my meditation in, I got my Kriyas in, then I can have my coffee. <laughs> then she wow. gets, but, and it's, 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 you know, that they, that's the routine and that's their joy. And they just ground you with that. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. They tell you everything with their eyes when they need to go outside, when they're hungry, what time it is. You know, they teach us to pay attention. Yeah. Because they're paying attention so well. That's what it's like. What does it take to do that? You know, what, what comes to me is that it takes an acceptance of what the situation is. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not trying to fight against the fact that they can't speak and use language to, you know, to communicate with us. Instead, it's just like, what can I do to get the point across that I want to go out for a walk right now? Yeah. <laughs> then they figure yeah. it out. That they, and they figured it out. She figured out how to bat the cell phone out of my hand. And I'm the yoga teacher. She's the yoga teacher. If it's too much here and she's been you're not paying attention to me. She jumps, here's my cell phone, and wh- knocks it out of my hand. Wow. She, she hates that thing. Yep. She's confident, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. She just did it, uh, uh, just home just before coming here. Yeah, that's what we really need. The dogs to start doing. She should got to teach the other dogs to do that. <laughs> Knock the cell phones out of our hands. Exactly. <laughs> and then in, in in the computer, she'll put her you know her head between me and the screen. It's because you know they follow our our eyes. Yeah, but so if I tell her, okay, this is my writing time. I'll need to do this. She'll put her head right here, but her her floppy ear will cover you know this part of the keyboard. So I have to move the ear. <laughs> but things like that, I'm just going to treasure the rest of my life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That is the treasure right there. Michelle, thank you so much. I really <laughs> appreciate this time together. Everything that you. Me that too, you Avi. Yeah. I'm so happy we ended on dogs. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Huh? <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.